You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. So funny to look back on old belief systems and narratives that I had through most of my life. And one of those was this belief that when things were hard or going wrong, quote unquote wrong or bad or falling apart or I didn't get at what I wanted, it was the end of the world. (laughs) So dramatic. Yes, I was. I mean, I'm still dramatic. You all know that. But it's just this idea that like, if things fall apart and don't look the way you thought they were going to, or you don't get a yes, when you expect it, something tragic happens, that your world is ending and something's really wrong. I want to shift that narrative. I want to redefine what crumbling is, what it means when you're in shattered pieces on the floor, and what you get to see and learn from these moments. And I truly know and believe that my life began the moment that it fell apart. And it's happened over and over in my life. This wasn't a one-time thing where things got bad one time and then I had this awakening and here I am, yay. It was a series of falling apart, a series of crumbling, a series of on the floor, crying, without any knowledge as to what's to come that I was aware of. In the beginning of questioning everything and who am I and what am I doing with my life and where am I going and what is, what is this all even? What is life? What matters? What does this all mean? Where are we going? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I sit here now and have perspective on what it looked like at that time and how I responded at that time and the awareness that came forward from it and how I know now that I can get really clear on how I choose to respond and react in these moments, knowing that on the other side of a breakdown or falling apart is the breakthrough. And yes, cliche as fuck. I get that. But so true. So true. And feeling the lowest lows allow us to broaden our capacity to feel the highest highs. My spectrum for feeling and experience is so much bigger and broader with more context now because I've experienced vast differences of emotions. That's not possible unless you really let yourself feel the shit. And unless you really welcome in the good. And so I want to walk you through different scenarios of crumbling and how they led me back to myself 
and to my ahas and to who I am becoming to reflect back to you that those moments that feel horrific and so tough and such a struggle where we want to just fall into victim are actually huge opportunities for us to take responsibility for our lives and our responses and make new choices that guide us to where we get to go. I remember being in the shower at 16. I'm in my parents' house and for so much of my life, wanted to go to Stanford and play volleyball there. And the reason I wanted to do that is because when I was five, little, well, not little, five foot tall, five-year-old Kelly went to my mom and I said, mom, what's the best school in the country? She's like, okay, let me just uh, entertain this little kid for a second. She goes, Stanford. And I said, all right, I'm going there. Fast forward 10 years, and I have a full-ride scholarship offer to Stanford to play volleyball and live out this dream. So I commit to Stanford. And I'm in the shower, and I have a full-on existential crisis meltdown. And I am sobbing and I have never done this before. I mean, I've cried a lot, but I've never had this. Holy fuck. What's going on? I don't even know why I'm crying the moment, but I have it and it keeps going. And I still remember the water running down on my skin. And the moment that it hit me. And I said to myself, I don't want to go to Stanford. I have to go to USC. And I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I walked downstairs and I said, Mom, I can't go. She's like, what do you mean? And I said, I can't go. I don't even know why I want to go there. It's not where I need to be. I have to go to USC. She's like, okay, well, you better call the coaches. And if you know me, you know I end up at USC and have a full-ride scholarship. Funny enough, my scholarship to USC that was given away when I committed to Stanford was given to a girl who actually wanted to go to Stanford. My same position. And we switched. So when I decided I actually want to go to USC, her response was, thank God, because I wanted to go to Stanford. And it felt like in that brief moment of a couple minutes in the shower that my life was falling apart because I was going to disappoint people. I was one of the best players in the country, cover of volleyball magazine. To me, I had to live up to my word and do this thing because. I had committed and I fell apart and started to question everything. Why am I going there? Why did I make this choice? This doesn't even make sense for me. 
And in that brief crumbling, on the other side of that was my dream, was my truth, was what was really meant for me. And my whole world shifted and changed because of that decision. My TV career, the people I met, the experiences I had in Los Angeles. I always think about the different dimensions and how I'm living different lives in every dimension based on small decisions, timelines, whatever, dimensions, timelines. And I'm, I'm sure there's a dimension or a timeline, which I did go to Stanford and I had that life and it looks a lot different than it does now. But I feel and know in my body that this is what was meant for me. I had to fall apart and I had to question everything in order to get here. I was sick for 15 years. And it started in college. Diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Had to end my career and spent the next 15 years in pain and agony and depression and sadness, suicidal multiple times with a deteriorating body and mind, to be honest, and emotional abilities and spirituality. Everything was falling apart, right? I hated my life. I hated my body. And that falling apart physically is exactly what I needed. And yes, is it unfortunate that it took me so long to break free so that I could heal, to ask better questions, to think outside the box, to look beyond conventional medicine and Western medicine, to see what was actually happening? Yes, of course, unfortunate, but so necessary. I'm a person that has to get fucking punched in the face in order to see something. I gotta have all the red flags, not just one. I need a bundle <laughs> so that I can wake up. And that 15 years was really my wake up. It was my body breaking down so much and over and over again, asking me, to choose myself, finally, to acknowledge trauma and experiences throughout my life from past lives that I was carrying and had this burden from that was then physically affecting me, to let go of the people-pleasing and the shooting, to live for myself, to choose a life that is mine, to become me, not the version of me I think I'm supposed to be to make everyone else happy, crumbling and falling apart over and over again in my own body. And it was finally getting to emerge when I let go, when I acknowledged 
these hidden parts of myself that I had been so scared of for so long, when I let things come up and out and move through me and not stay stagnant in my body, that my truth and my choice became available. So many days where I wanted to die, where I saw no light at the end of the tunnel, where I couldn't figure out why the fuck this was happening to me. And in a matter of a year and a half of asking better questions, of surrendering, of letting go of everything I believed I knew, and for asking for help, healed. Not one symptom of chronic illness since. What felt like overnight, a year and a half compared to 15 years, feels overnight. So much of it, psychosomatic, trauma, anxiety, stress, people-pleasing, control. My whole body asking me, Please choose us for once. Please stop this madness. And when I did, everything cleared. During that time, working in a career that I thought I wanted, that gave me so much validation and attention, that made me feel worthy and important, Invaluable. It's not that I hated every day of my career. There were so many amazing moments, so many things I'm so proud of. Some of the people I interviewed, the friendships I made, the really incredible learning experiences on live TV, getting hit by a soccer ball and still continuing on. I literally don't know how I did that to this day. Followed by a concussion. You're feeling frisky, you can YouTube that. Enjoy. So many good things, but it was all clouded by the intention of getting attention and validation from other people. I wanted everyone else to tell me that I was good enough and to praise me. I lived off of their praise. I couldn't get enough because it was never enough. Keep filling me up, keep filling me up, keep filling me up. I never got full because I was just relying on everyone else to do it for me. It was in a career that I knew made my parents happy, especially my mom. It was her dream job. I got to meet her idols, people she loved. It made her feel special and important to be on the field at Dodger Stadium or on the floor at Staples Center or getting to meet all these incredible people. She had a daughter that everyone recognized and knew and it made her feel important. And so I just kept going and kept climbing and I was money hungry. I wanted to be on, you know, Sports Center and Good Morning America and really only to get the attention attached with it and the paycheck attached. Because as I look back at that time, I didn't like myself. My day-to-day was just a constant struggle and uphill climb. 
I didn't get to talk about things that I cared about. Anything that I brought to the table that mattered to me was poo-pooed. I wasn't valued. I was a placeholder that could have been replaced by thousands of girls, which I was constantly reminded of by everyone. And it broke me. The toxic environment, the bullshit, the harassment. It broke me. And I fell apart physically and emotionally and spiritually. I fell apart and I woke up one day and I did not recognize myself. And I slept for 16 hours a day for months. And I went through an entire sexual assault legal case and battle. And my whole body couldn't handle it. And my heart was broken. And when I decided to leave, it was two things at once. It was the scariest, hardest, most difficult thing that made me feel so broken and so stupid. And also the most relieving, free feeling I had ever felt. To say, I cannot do this anymore. And what came forward from making that decision and finally fucking advocating for myself and saying enough is enough, this is some fucking bullshit, was everything. Everything became possible for me after that. Because I was no longer tied to a system or an experience that controlled me and made me think I needed to be something else. I chose myself again. And though it was years of feeling broken and not good enough and crying over and over again, it was such a quick release that I'm done opened up my whole world. There is so much power And I will not tolerate this anymore. This broken feeling, this never enough, this I have no value. My identity is wrapped up in this thing. When you say, I don't choose that anymore. I make a new choice for myself. Your whole world shifts. I got to decide after that who I wanted to be. Not who I was supposed to be, not who you wanted me to be. I got to choose for me and start a blank slate and create my life. How do I want to feel? How do I want to spend my day? Who do I want to talk to? What do I want to talk about? Creating a new level of magnetism and magic in my own life on my terms. Taking responsibility for my experience, no longer succumbing to theirs, 
because that's what we do and what we're supposed to do. Before I move on to my next experience, I want to talk about the way I'm nourishing myself. I've been taking so many baths lately. Bath time is really underrated. There's something about being in water that just, I don't know, you guys. It opens something up. It opens up the channels. It opens up this, like, feminine healing. I just feel so held by the water. I feel so clear. I feel like I'm in a little cocoon. It's just so perfect. And one of my favorite things to do, if you don't have any of my playlists, let me know. I have a bomb-ass playlist, let me just say. Most of them curated by DJ Megan Taylor. And if you're inside the Onyx, you know, because she makes us playlists every month. But I love to play music that gets me really into my body. It allows me to move. I straight up dance in the bathtub. Sometimes I get on all fours and I fucking like shake my ass and pump the water. (laughs) Surrounded by candles, the lights off, and really just in my zone. And something I really love to do is bring something down to drink with me. And last night I made... Organify gold and I frothed it up, made it hot with coconut butter, and it was so good. I just laid in the bath with a face mask on, moving my body, holding this cup, and I was like, this is fucking self care and a half. (laughs) I have no dogs asking me for anything. It's quiet aside from my amazing music. And I am with myself and I can hear myself and be present. And I'm drinking this fucking delicious goodness that allows me to recover and sleep better. That's what matters to me. I'm not taking a bunch of stuff or doing a bunch of things because I saw it on Cosmo and it's supposed to be this miracle cure. I really spend intentional time with myself with things that make me feel good. And I love Organifi Gold. Straight up. I highly recommend you try. If you haven't given them a try yet, go get on it. I have a 20% off discount code for you, so you're welcome. You can go to Organifi.com, use the code Kelly T, you'll get 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Code Kelly T, 20% off. Send me bath pics with your Organifi. Just saying. It's 
So this next thing I haven't talked about before, and it's been on my schedule to do an episode about this. And I will when the time is right. And I'm going to move through this semi-quickly because I don't know that I'm ready to go all in. And it's very touchy and personal and sensitive. I had an abortion and at the same time had a relationship fall apart. And it was incredibly scary and incredibly sad and challenging. And it shifted my whole world. And you can imagine whether you are someone who has had one or knows someone who has had one. You can imagine or understand the feeling of that kind of crumbling, of that kind of falling apart. When you want something so badly, when it's your dream, when it feels like an answered prayer, and then it's just gone, and it's all gone, what feels like overnight, with one decision, but many, many little decisions and choices that lead up to it. And I don't regret this decision. I think about it probably every day. They still care so deeply and have so much love for this person that I experience this with. And it, I don't want to speak for him, but I think I can say this. It broke both of us. And was a huge catalyst for a lot of change. This experience brought me to my knees in ways I didn't know could be possible. And at the same time was the catalyst for my awakening. was like a it's a representation of what was going on of how things just didn't fit and didn't make sense and it was that moment where i just said i can't keep doing this this isn't right And I didn't think that I would ever have an abortion, especially not older like that. So it really caused me to question everything. And it it brought up a lot of anger and fear that I had never allowed myself to feel. The, the range of emotions that came forward were so intense and so different from anything I'd ever gone through that it really challenged me to 
let go of the identity I had and the beliefs I had and start looking into, okay, what, what is going on? Like there is something drastic that I am needing to see right now that I've been avoiding or ignoring. And it's time to step up to the fucking plate. I went to Tulum that Christmas right after it happened. And I was just alone for a week in Tulum. The weather was horrible. It was pouring rain every day. It was so sad. But that's how I felt on the inside. Just like so broken and just so sad. Sad in ways I just didn't know you could feel sad. And I journaled and I really journaled for the first time. And I almost ripped through the pages. I was writing so hard for pages and pages and pages just furiously. And I wrote for days. And then I finally was done writing out of anger. And something shifted inside of me. And it turned into having the space to ask for something else. Having the space to call in what I really wanted with new context and new awareness and a new level of responsibility for my life, I had a chance to choose. Will you continue this? Going through the motions and settling and avoiding red flags and bypassing or will you, will you acknowledge and make new choices? And I decided to make new choices. And I opened my eyes really for the first time. And I called in such a new life. Such a new way of being. It was so powerful and so beautiful. That level of breakdown is what has guided me to this moment. That was the true surrender and wake-up call. I would not be here today without it. I lost so much over the last few years with friendships and death, losing my mom and our puppy. which forced me to 
let go of my identity, who I thought I was. Wondering why, why would these things happen to me, but rather reframing and understand how is this happening for you just like before? How has all of this, every single example I've given you today, how has all of this happened for you? For you to come back to yourself, for you to take more responsibility, for you to step into radical honesty. So you could become who you get to be. All of those moments of opening and becoming were so painful. I'll never forget after my mom died and I had to be pried from her on the bed. I couldn't stop holding on. I was like a little kid. My brother came in and he pulled me off of her. And I went to stand up and I couldn't stand. My whole body. I don't, I don't really have words for it. I felt like I had been punched in the gut and had my like soul removed from my human form. I walked to the other room, completely bent over, and just fell to the ground. And then when our puppy died, I remember being on the floor again in the fetal position, shaking and sobbing and and thinking, I don't know how I'm ever going to get up. I don't know how I will ever get up. This is the worst pain I've ever felt. And yet in that, I became more of me. The gift that my mom gave me and that Remy gave me. Now all these lessons gave me is that I got to become more of myself, more true to me more unapologetically who I am living for myself in all that I am and all that I get to be. It's not a burden. It's not a punishment. It's an opening. It's an invitation for you to become more of you. Will you take it? Will you allow your life to finally begin? Or will you sit in the brokenness that you feel, believing that the crumbling is the end? I'm here to tell you it's the beginning. It's making space. It's breaking down the old. It's asking you to see more, to open your fucking eyes. Don't open them just in the ways you want to open them. Open them in the uncomfortable ways. With the lens that challenges you. Not the one that has made you comfortable your whole life. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you would like even more exclusive content, conversations with me, the ability to connect with women in a really sacred space, to continue to challenge yourself, to create space for yourself and come back home to your truth and your knowing, I would love, love, love to have you inside the Onyx, the incredible space that I created for women like you who want more and who are ready to lean in to all of it. You can go to patreon.com slash the Kelly show. The link is in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you in there and hold that space for your growth. See you soon.